I'm a be posting reflections. It's my intentions. So scuss me for saying. Use rent going to hire me anyway. So get off your high horses. I've been on your golf courses. I'll scream adios in June. Ain't playing this fucking tune. Virtual communication versus face-to-face communication during the pandemic. I work as an AmeriCorps college guide during the pandemic at College Now of Greater Cleveland. My host site is East Technical High School located on Quincy and East 55th in the heart of the east side of Cleveland, Ohio. We've recently begun working in the schools again per Cleveland Metropolitan School District's hybrid model. It has been extremely difficult all year to reach students, and so the first thing I did was reach out to our high school guidance counselors to invite them to our office. The 9th and 10th grade guidance counselor came up to our office and met with us. She gave us some information we didn't even know we had to ask for. She had a list of who had 3.00 or higher PUS at the high school for 9th and 10th grade, and suggested that we focus on these students. We were surprised. None of this information was updated in our own database college path, which we had gone through several times. Not only was the GPA of our students, which would have helped us with outreach, not updated, but the enrollment numbers were not current as well. Earlier in the year, me and my coworkers sent at least 100 letters to 9th graders we thought were enrolled at East Technical High School. However, there are less than 1,000 students enrolled, and definitely less than 40, if not about 40 to 50 students altogether. Learning this information was very satisfying. In one day we were able to get information that we had trouble acquiring over six months of service making our work all that more effective. In this case, working in person helped facilitate communication and relationships between people and helped us do our work. On the other hand, the transition our organization made from online work to working in the schools to the hybrid module was completely different and communicated in the most horrendous and irresponsible way possible. For the past six months we have worked virtually as AmeriCorps service members and that has been a difficult, unanticipated, and challenging time. Despite all of this, there were clear expectations set from the beginning of our term of service during the start of the pandemic. Forms of communication including weekly meetings, daily emails, and end-of-day forms ensured we were on task and that work remained on track to completion. To be sure, challenges persisted from getting into the CMSD classrooms virtually, to coordinating with teachers, and innovating around these challenges became par for the course. Many of us became excited, if not relieved, when hybrid came closer and closer. The expectation that an effectively communicated and efficiently staged and rolled out transition were to happen. After all, the students were just starting to get back into the schools as well, with some students and grades starting on some days, and some on other days and other weeks. So when, on a Friday, it was communicated that we were to go into the schools the following Monday or work downtown or face repercussions, especially with only half the staff and AmeriCorps vaccinated including some service members who weren't able to get vaccinated at all, this became unacceptably irresponsible, and quite honestly childish. It disregarded our health, the health of our families, and the health of the students we served. It also caused a great deal of stress and disorganization and chaos. Work plans previously made during the week had to be reformatted. Additionally, some AmeriCorps service members discovered that their college now offices weren't accessible and had been used for other purposes by their schools, and when given a workspace lacked a key to their provided spaces. This lack of communication from upper management was disrespectful and hurtful to everyone who had worked during the pandemic. The same amount of respect and responsibility and commitment that staff at College Now and AmeriCorps members give every day should have been the same amount of respect, responsibility, and commitment upper management gave back in their communication of procedure of how staff and AmeriCorps were supposed to go back into the schools. It was extremely unprofessional or a professional organization. 
I choose these two examples because I think it's a good example of the breakdown in barriers of communication between people especially when work becomes virtual versus in person. When people work in person more collaboration can occur and in some cases, more work can be done. Projects can be accomplished otherwise unthought of. Humans are a group-oriented species, so it stands to reason that working virtually causes wear and tear that wouldn't occur when working together. I've read articles on so-called virtual fatigue that occurs when people work from home, and personally I've been feeling quite a bit of cabin fever from working from the computer. I enjoy seeing people in person. I don't enjoy being cooped up alone. I also read an article that stated that the frames we use in Zoom, Teams, and Google Meet, actually trigger our fight-or-flight response, Shrikan, 2021. Could it be that extended use of these platforms aggravates workers and causes increased workplace conflict and more need for mediation? That's a boon to conflict mediators but not so great when people just want to get the job done. In the end, we can't avoid virtual work. It is the future. As a disabled individual I'm aware of the benefits of working from home, I wouldn't have been able to live on my own and support myself without working remotely this year. It would have been impossible. How do we create healthy remote work environments? One that actually facilitates communication and doesn't destroy our natural human capacity for empathy. That is the question to be solved for the 21st century.